Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now your host, Craig Hewitt. Welcome to everyone. I'm the founder of Castos, Craig Hewitt, and along with me today, Denise Meckel from our marketing group. Hi, Denise. So folks who are just coming in, two things as we're looking to get started here. First, we have a poll going in the bottom of uh, talking about just your general experience editing audio. So have you edited audio before or have you not? That's kind of the first question. We'll get into a lot more specifics as we go, but that's kind of the topic that we're talking about today. So we'd love to know kind of what level of experience folks have. And then if you could also, as you're coming in, just pop into the chat in the bottom right and say hi and where you're kind of logging in from today. And we will get started in just a couple minutes. Folks typically are uh, a couple minutes late, fashionably late to a webinar. So Kirsten from Raleigh, hi, how's it going? So the format today is going to be pretty typical from our past editions of Office Hours. Uh, I'll be talking for 10 or 15 minutes. Today, the topic is all about editing audio, and we're going to be showing um, kind of real-time showing editing audio using Audacity, which is a free open source cross-platform tool, which is really powerful and really great and pretty popular. Hey, Rod from Chicago. Very cool. For those who are just coming in, the... The poll, you have to scroll down on the page. So at the top, you should see the podcast office hours slide and Denise and I's beautiful faces. And then if you scroll down, you'll see the poll there. And if you could just pop in and say, yep, I am an audio pro or no, I don't even know where to start. Uh, that'll be helpful just in us kind of getting to know where everybody is so that we can kind of tailor the message to to everyone as we go. So we're going to give folks another couple minutes. If you're just coming in now, if you could pop into the chat and say hi and kind of where you're logging in from. So Chris, awesome that you just got started with Castos today. That's very cool. Lisa from Orlando. I'm from Orlando. Uh, I'm I'm the guy that, that was born in Orlando. We have a lot of folks that aren't natives. Yeah, it's changed a lot in the last, oh my gosh, I don't even want to say how many years, but uh, <laughs> 30 something years. Awesome. And then if you could, so drop in, yep, say hi in the chat. And then if you could, scroll down on your screen there and say kind of if you've edited audio before or if you are just getting started and cool so we'll go ahead and get started with the the kind of presentation part which i said before is you know 10 15 minutes maybe we'll talk about editing audio and specifically i'll show a little bit of what i do with audacity and then we'll go into your questions and answers so if you have questions you can pop those in at any time just scroll down on the page here and there's a questions kind of tab there, just pop your question in and Denise will be kind of arbitraging those and we'll answer all the questions after about 10 or 15 minutes. Hey, Bob from DC. Thanks for thanks for coming. Okay, so we're going to dive in. As I mentioned, the agenda for today, you're going to talk a little bit about audio editing uh, and really kind of like a one-on-one level. I'm a pretty big believer with podcasting, especially as you're getting started, that like just getting started is really the most important thing. From there, there's an enormous amount we can all learn and hone and practice and perfect. But especially with podcasting, the, the biggest problem a lot of times is that it's really intimidating. And so especially things like editing audio shouldn't be that intimidating. And so we're going to focus on like, if you're new to podcasting, how you can do this in a simple and effective and not super time consuming way uh, so that you can just get your podcast started and then iterate and improve from there. Uh, then we'll have our question and answer session after that. So when it comes to to editing audio, there there's like the tools question, like uh, what software should I use to edit audio? And, and I've included 
a handful here, and this is certainly not a comprehensive list, um, but, but these are some of the more popular tools. Uh, Audacity is the tool that we'll be talking about today, mostly because it's free and it's cross-platform. So you can use it on a Windows or a Mac computer. Um, and being free, you know, makes it pretty popular. It's a really powerful tool. It absolutely can do everything that you need from an audio editing tool. There are premium tools like Adobe Audition, Hindenburg, Pro Tools, and Logic that I think if you talk to a lot of professional audio editors, they would use one of those tools. And so if you're one of these folks who really wants to like kind of geek out and go for like the premium top end of everything, you want to look at one of these. And I would probably start with either Adobe Audition or Hindenburg if you want to look at a, a kind of premium paid tool. The most important thing though is like with any software is just choose one and and go with it and get really good at it because it's a tool like all these have a lot of shortcuts and keyboard shortcuts and tricks to ways to do things and if you if you bounce back and forth between a bunch of different tools you're never going to become really proficient at it and, and editing your audio is going to take a bunch of time so the last thing that i'll really talk about with respect to to kind of best practices of edit, editing audio and we touched on actually a lot of these in our first and second uh office hours so if you haven't watched or listened to those before, we'll send a link in the email follow-up for this, um, for kind of the archive that we have of the past office hour editions, because we talked a lot about editing audio and, and like recording best practices to set you up to be successful to edit later, because there's, there's a lot of situations where you can do things really well to make the post-production process really easy, or you can not, and then you can spend a ton of time in it later that that's just not really necessary or effective because we're all busy doing a hundred different things. And the first one here is using markers during the recording process. So a lot of tools have the ability to, to drop a marker in when you're recording. Um, so if you're using a tool like say Adobe Audition to record yourself locally, you can hit, I think it's just M on the keyboard as you're recording and it will drop in a marker so that when you go back to record later, you can say, oh, I know, I was, you know, I misspoke at that point or the door slammed or the dog was barking like last week's webinar. And I need to make sure I go check that part out. And for some people, this is all the editing they do. They drop, they're really diligent about dropping in markers when they misspeak or when there's a weird pause or a guest answers a question wrong or something like that. And that's basically all the editing they do is they just scroll through, look the markers, sample that one kind of area, clean it up, and then that's it. The the next one is something we, we talked about in the last webinar, actually in both previous webinars, which was setting the loudness levels. And we have some guidance in the blog post that we created around those webinars for what kind of volume settings you should have when you export your podcast. And so you can go back and reference those. And, and that's a setting that will be in your audio editing tool in your DAW, Digital Audio Workstation. Um, the next one is to, to take advantage of a lot of the algorithms and the built-in tools that these software programs have. And specifically, we like to use compression, normalization, and leveling to get the sound kind of sounding the same and sounding as rich as possible without distorting it. And that's kind of the balance that we run a lot of times is the sound just as you record it is going to sound the most natural. You want to make it sound a little more professional. But if you start applying too many of these kind of artificial digital filters to things, then your voice and your guest voice can sound kind of strange. Um, so that's the, that's the balance that I think we have to find with, with all this is say, yep, I want to clean it up, make it sound better, but I don't want to sound like a robot, right. Or, or something really, really kind of bizarre. The next one that, that I think is really important is partly kind of going back to how to record, to set yourself up for success in editing is to have separate tracks for each person that's talking. 
So if you're in person, that means using um, something like a preamp that has multiple input channels and that goes into your computer with each of those channels separately so that you can record one or you know two or three or four separate tracks. Each of the people that are talking on your podcast, they all have their own mic. They're all recording on their own channel. If you're recording a, a remote interview using something like Squadcast or Zencaster or even Zoom, then each of those tools have options to record me on my own channel and Denise on her own channel so that in post-production, we can treat those differently in terms of volume levels or misspeakings or again, like the, the, you know, the baby crying in the next room or the trash truck out front or something like that. You can edit my side of that and not sacrifice something like that Denise might be saying on her end. If you have just one track all, where everything is smushed together, then you kind of just have to treat that as one big kind of lump and uh, and you're always just not going to get the sound that you're looking for with that. And the last thing here is kind of once everything is set, we'll export as an MP3 file. And these are our suggestions at Castos is to, to upload or export from your, your workstation and upload to your, your hosting platform like Castos as an MP3 file and at a bit rate of 128 kilobits per second. And this is kind of the nice file size that's a good combination of really high quality and the file is not so huge that it takes your listeners forever to download or you know runs into streaming problems with buffering and things like that. Cool. So that is kind of our best practices. So now we're going to jump into Audacity and do kind of a really quick look at what editing audio looks like. So this is Audacity, and and one of the important things on the on the kind of recording side as you're as you're getting in here is you want to pick the right microphone. So you can do both recording and editing in Audacity. Audacity is a little persnickety in that if you don't have your microphone plugged in and turned on when you open the application, it won't recognize it. So you'll have to quit, completely quit and close out the application and then come back in and you'll be able to select your mic. But that's like the most important thing is to, with any kind of recording tool is to make sure that the proper mic is selected here. And then it has options for input volume uh, over here. And all recording tools have this kind of thing. So I recorded before we got started, just a little snippet here, and I will show you, I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear that. Okay. Can, can y'all hear that? Or is that just coming in my ears? Okay. So this was just a little thing for me to say, Hey, welcome to, to office hours. Uh, today we're going to be editing audio and this is a pretty short clip. The, the important few things with editing audio are the tools that you can use. One is the selector tool and it lets you select a bit of, of content here. And then you can do all sorts of different things with it, like delete it, just hit delete on your keyboard. If you make a mistake just on a Mac, uh, I use command Z to undo that mistake. Uh, if you're on a, a Windows computer, it's probably control Z, but kind of specifically, you notice the few things about this piece that we want to clean up just right off the bat. There's a big blank spot at the beginning here. And so what I would do is I hold down control to zoom in. There's a couple of different ways to zoom. You can use the zoom button. That's cool. Or on my Mac, I hold down command and then scroll up and I can zoom in and then I can scroll over here. And so you, you probably want to like cut this beginning dead silence out. So just click and drag to left and then hit delete. And that removes all that dead space in the middle here. There's a long pause and like a weird, awkward point that I intentionally kind of like misspoke here. And so you can do, you can do the same thing here and just say, I'm going to go and select and remove all of this and delete it. And what it does is it draws that other part in here. So it's a pretty seamless 
bit here. And if you click here, you can see that this is all marching across and this is all seamless now. From here, and again, this is really high level stuff. The few things that you might want to consider are the the effects that you can, the algorithms that you can apply. And the couple that I mentioned before are compression, normalizing, and some tools have leveling tools. I don't like the leveling tool in Audacity, so I do it kind of manually. But if you say you want to run the compression algorithm on just this track, it's saying I have to click the track and then come up here to effect and say, run the compression algorithm. And, and this kind of makes everything sound a little richer. And similarly, you can do the same for for normalizing. And this these both talk to kind of just how good things sound. And those are the two that I use for pretty much everything is compression and normalizing. Uh, and this kind of makes the sound as rich as possible without distorting it too much. From there, if you say, well, the whole recording for this part of thing was too loud or too soft, you can adjust the volume up or down just for this track again. And that should get you a, a nice estimation of kind of how how to to make this the loudness of each track kind of the same so i've muted we have some music down here in this second pane and i've muted this for now just so we can listen to it but generally when you're doing a podcast you're going to use several tracks and i just wanted to show how kind of running multiple tracks together might look so say you know most podcasts have a bit of music at the beginning and then the music fades down and then the intro part comes in after that and to do that, you know, first of all, we would take and cut the, the blank part off the beginning of this music. And then we would move this whole part of me speaking, just move it over. And so up here in the tool selector, instead of using the selection tool, you'd use the time shift tool and move this over kind of on the timeline, say to somewhere like that. And then going back to our selector tool, then we would say, okay, in this we have, you know, what is this 10 seconds of music playing? And then from there, I want it to fade into the voice part of the podcast so I can take and get rid of all of the rest of this. But instead of deleting this, I'm going to use a super cool tool. It's like my favorite tool in Audacity. Instead of deleting it, you can use this tool here to basically just cut this part out, but it won't bring this part over here. It will leave this gap in the middle here. So we do that. And then the last part I would do here is to fade the music out here to like be quieter underneath when I start speaking so I can highlight this area and then go use an effect called fade out. And that gradually takes the volume down. And then if I wanted to do the same thing over here, as I want to bring this music in back at the end of my podcast episode, but start softly and get louder, I go over here and say effect fade in. And you can see just by the just by the, the sound wave here, it's gonna be really soft at the beginning and then get louder later on. And so for the last little bit, I'll just take this part here um, so you can move pieces of a track on the timeline and not just the whole track if you've selected it like this and then come up here and grab this. Oh, I lied. Uh, so you can just cut it then if you've selected it. So con Command or Control X on your keyboard and then go back and use the, the selector tool, drop the timeline here and then hit Command V and that drops it pretty much to the right spot so that there's a little bit of sound coming through as I'm finishing what I'm talking about. That sound gets louder and louder until it's kind of normal volume here, and that goes. And then the other last part would be it's kind of best practice to fade the sound out at the end, and we would do that with fade out. And so that gets gradually softer until it's done. 
And so say that's, you know, this is a simplified version of it, but just wanted to give an overview of things. And so once you're done, then you come up to the file area and export this. And we said, we're going to export it as an MP3 and at 128 kilobits per second bitrate, And that's it. So that is kind of what I wanted to run through with audio editing. Great. Thank you. I'm going to stop um, sharing my screen now and we can take some questions. So really to jump right in, um, Kirsten wants just a brief explainer about Castos. So could you give us a quick run through of Castos, the platform, and what we do, uh, people produce their podcast? Yeah, for sure. So Castos is a podcast hosting platform. And, you know, podcast hosting platform is kind of important because it is the place where your podcast lives. So audio files are stored there, as well as the RSS feed that you need to submit to places like uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the, the directories or the destinations that your podcast can be found by listeners in. The RSS feed is kind of the thing that those directories read to uh, to display information about your podcast as a whole and about each episode as you publish it so that you just submit your podcast feed to these destinations or directories one time. And then every time you publish an episode, it automatically shows up in, in those directories without you having to do anything. That's kind of the magic of podcasting. And so Castos is a... Uh, a hosting platform that, that does both the, the storage and distribution of your audio files, as well as helps you create and manage your feed, bunch, along with a bunch of other cool stuff. A bit more information. So he's asking about if you're able to have guests from different areas of the world in the platform. Are you looking for people to have access to your actual dashboard or guests on your podcast? Once we have a little bit more color there, we can uh, help answer your question. So as we wait for you, I wanted to move on to Rod. He's just starting his podcast. Oh, Chris already chimed in. Uh, guests on the podcast. So would you recommend having guests from different areas of the world on your podcast, Craig? Uh, yeah. So I've done a lot of podcasting and all but a couple of episodes. So out of 250 or 300 episodes, probably two or three have been in person. And so it's cool because I get to talk to people from all over the world, from my office or from my bedroom or wherever I am. And even when I'm traveling, I travel a lot and I podcast on the go and it it really works well. So yeah, it is absolutely possible. And uh, the tools that we recommend for, for doing that, um, there, there's kind of three tools. One is Zoom. So Zoom is a really popular conference calling service. Uh, we use it at Castos kind of internally to talk. Uh, and you can do things like screen share and stuff. It's actually a lot like this webinar software, but, but typically for like one-on-one or you know a, a handful of people in a meeting. The other two that are really podcast specific are called Zencaster and Squadcast. Uh, and I'll drop the links to those in the chat here so you can check those out. And they're both podcast-specific, really high-quality audio recording tools. Um, and then once you would record that audio, then it goes into an editing tool like Audacity. And then that final MP3 file is the thing that you would upload to a hosting platform like Castos. Um, so like Eileen mentioned, Castos is not a kind of all-in-one tool that lets you, like Chris is saying, record something live and publish it uh, or syndicate it obviously uh, like YouTube live or Facebook live. It's more like we record using one of these tools, you edit it afterwards, export the MP3 file, upload it to a tool like Castos, publish it, and then your listeners will get that as like they've subscribed to your episode or, or to your podcast and will get all episodes as they're published. So for live streaming, Chris, there are tools that do this specifically. And I think a lot of them tie into either Facebook or YouTube. 
but I don't honestly, personally, I don't have a ton of, uh, of experience with it. Um, nice. we really like the and webinar so format. This is along um, nicely with Brad's question of, I think he's just starting his podcast kind of and he's looking there. for where to start. So this kind of dug into kind of how to record your episodes, but if we can take one step back, what's the best place to start when you're looking for, uh, information on how to start your podcast? Uh, yeah, so we have written a lot about this. Uh, so if you go to castos.com, or I'll type in the chat over here, how to start a podcast. Uh, we have written quite a bit about really all aspects of, of podcasting because because there's a lot uh, there's a lot to it. <laughs> fortunately or unfortunately, fortunately that it's really cool and a really dynamic medium. Unfortunately, that there's a lot of decisions to make, like what editing tool, what recording tool, what microphone where to host, uh, how to submit to the places like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And then, sorry, Denise, was there like a specific part of that or just kind of generally just getting started? Yeah, so I would go read that blog post um, a couple of times (laughs) because there's a lot to it. And we we link within that post to really in-depth articles about subtopics within that kind of that whole sphere. So um, you you, you could and, and maybe should spend a couple of hours reading up on this. Um, but that's a really good place to start because it'll give you the high level, really like important big picture things. But then you'll have a lot of questions from that. And hopefully we link up to really specific articles that answer answer all those specific questions you have. We have a pretty pretty big YouTube channel as well. So if you go to YouTube and type in Castos, you should find our channel there. And this leads um, nicely and, into and we have a lot of recordings about, uh, of things like editing and audacity, audio recording with some of these tools, um, and you know submitting your podcast to, to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and things like that. So that's a, a pretty good place to check out too. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if everyone can see. I'll move my microphone up so everyone can see it. Uh, so my microphone is the one is the one that I recommend for almost everybody. Uh, so I think unless you are you are or you're planning on being a professional podcaster, the Audio Technica ATR twenty one hundred is the the workhorse of the podcasting industry. It's been around for several years. My my microphone is almost five years old and I think still works really well. It is a USB mic. So Kirsten, it plugs right into your computer. There's no other kind of hardware that sits in between your computer and uh, and your microphone. And so it's really simple. It's easy to operate. There's no setup. You just plug it in and turn it on and that's it. So the Audio-Technica mic is really great uh, on Amazon. They're about 65 bucks. Yeah, so we can dig up a link to the microphone uh, here in just a minute. But that's what I really recommend. The other mic that um, is maybe a little counterintuitive is is using a headset mic. So not like an earbud like this, but a headset mic that goes over your ears and has a little boom arm. This is a, this is a nice way if you're already doing other kind of media or calls on your computer. This is if you have one of these already, it's a it's a reasonable way to get started. The sound won't be quite as good as with a dedicated podcasting mic and things like a pop filter like I have. But if you already have that, it's a really good way to get started. Um, and, and kind of going back to the, the previous question about like, I need information about how to get started. Um, but the biggest hang up with podcasting is that it's it's like there's a significant hurdle to get over um, before you can be live. And and so I think for some people, they sit and say like, wow, I just don't want to do all of that stuff. And so what we really try to 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 say is like, it's okay if it's not perfect. No one's first episode is perfect. But getting started is the most important thing because getting started, you'll learn and you'll improve and you'll see what you like and don't like and what works and what doesn't work. But um, I think if we, do you recommend and I say we, because this is me um, and I overanalyze things too, but if we all kind of analyze things to death, then we might ever not ever get started. Uh, so that would be my recommendation. It's like pick something simple. If you have something that you think already works, 
great. You know, don't overcomplicate it unnecessarily. Yeah. So uh, I, when you say clip on, I think you're talking about a lavalier mic. So this is something that like uh, entertainers or people on on TV or maybe on stage would use. It clips to your shirt. Um, yeah, that can be a good option, uh, particularly if you're moving around a lot, because the important thing about a podcast or, or like really good mic technique in general and, and like for a podcast specifically is to always be the same distance from the mic. Um, so if I sit way back like this, then I'm going to sound different than if I'm up really close to the mic. And so a lavalier mic is is good in the same way that a headset mic is good because the, the microphone is always in the same place and you can be moving around. So yeah, a lavalier mic is good, especially if like someone is on stage, like if you're, if you're recording a live presentation or something like that, like a TED talk, uh, then something like a lavalier mic or a, a remote Thanks for uh, that. Mike would, um, would be a so good taking things um, a but if you're just sitting so Bob, in a room with somebody else, um, kind of wants to know more about the getting content, them their own uh, in a really good mic like audio technical one. In his industry, uh, a lot of probably a better bet just because the sound will be better because like a lovely mic, the, the ruffling of the shirt and stuff. Someone moving around will really distort that sound quite a bit. Uh, yes, I, I think it is. Uh, and Bob is is hitting on a really savvy point here, and it is that you know podcasting. I think there's never been a better time to start a podcast than now because it's still a pretty new medium. But in the last couple of years, it's gotten a lot more popular. So in certain spaces, especially, it, it's a relative. It's becoming a relatively competitive uh, space in terms of content. And, and so I think uh, if you're just getting started, you need to do something different. And so Bob, like what you're talking about is, you know, if I create a different format of podcast, will that set me apart from from everyone else? Yes. Um, you could also just have an interview show, but interview people that, you know, folks in your in your kind of industry or in your world have never heard of or, or talk to those same people that everyone's heard on all these podcasts, but about something totally different. I think that's that's really where like the great content comes is from offering a unique perspective on your topic. And you can achieve that in a handful of different ways, right? You can do interviewing people that someone's never that people in your space have never heard about interviewing all the same people that everyone's heard on podcasts before, but talking to them about something that you've never heard them talk about. Um, that's my favorite personally. Uh, and the other would be doing this kind of NPR radio style segment podcast format that is that is more dynamic and interactive almost. And I will tell you, Bob, that is a ton of work. Um, so if you're just getting started, I would say, uh, you know, really make sure that that podcasting and podcasting like this is something you really want to do because you know, we had kind of like a rule of thumb that we talked about in the last webinar that a podcast, like editing a podcast should take about twice as long as the finished product is. So if it ends up being a 30 minute episode, it should take you about an hour to edit it, assuming you're not editing a whole ton of stuff down, like for a typical interview podcast. If you're looking at doing uh, this Gimlet or NPR style, uh, it should take you six or seven hours. <laughs> so, uh, so really make sure that you're you're prepared to to do this uh, and and see it through because I think the the biggest shame is in the in the in, in the industry we call it pod Someone fading. It. And Bob, I'm also about um, to drop someone comes in, in and does a couple episodes um, and, then stops. That and that's really a shame. Um, so it's a, especially if you're going to look at going um, to the trouble as of more questions um, filter in, please, producing a show uh, like this that you're able to, to drop them in into consistently record the content and produce it in the style that you're talking about because that's a fair amount of work. So Craig, I wanted to hear your brain about how much does getting kind of clean audio from the get go? How much does that affect your time editing the the amount of effort you have to put into actually editing your your episode yeah i think that's that's probably the most important is 
if you're able to record really high quality audio at the beginning and, you know, podcasting and learning to talk on the mic is, is a skill that we all kind of learn and, and improve upon over time. And so as you learn to podcast better and speak better, it's kind of like public speaking, then you'll find you, you have to edit less in post-production. Um, so things like having a really good mic technique, having a really good mic, like Kirsten asked about is really important. And I mean, at this point I've been, so I've been podcasting for like four years, four and a half years. I, I don't edit hardly at all in post-production just because it's myself and a co-host that's been with me for like four years. And we kind of are, you know, we're pretty good podcasters from like a technical and and recording perspective. I don't know about the content. I'll leave that to our audience, but um, from like a technical perspective, we record really high quality stuff um, and we talk pretty well and I should we speak pretty well. And it makes uh, the post-production process a lot easier. So yeah, I think that um, the 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 ounce of prevention is a pound of results in the end, uh, for sure. In this in this case, yeah, absolutely, Kirsten. Um, I really like recording in Audacity. Uh, it records a really high quality file, which is important um, because kind of like we were talking about with what file settings you want to export with. The same is true for recording. So uh, we mentioned something like Zoom at the beginning, talking about you can. Zoom is a conference calling service and you can record with Zoom, but it records a really low quality audio file just because most people don't use it for podcasting. And so that's fine. But for podcasting, we want a pretty high quality audio file. Um, and so tools for, and I'm getting to your question a little bit. So, so I think it comes down to how you're like, what kind of podcast you're doing. If it's just you, or if it's you and someone else in the same room or that you're talking to, um, and, and you can both record locally on your computer, then that's great. And a tool like Audacity is great. But if Kirsten, you're calling someone across the country or across the world, then you'll need to use a tool like we mentioned earlier, like Zencaster or Squadcast to, to make that remote call and record a really high quality kind of remote conversation. If it's just you and you just want to record your end of the conversation, yeah, yes, Audacity um, is great. It totally so cuts down on your, your time with editing because you don't have Do you have to export out of this tool in the right format that are and import it into Audacity and run the tracks and of things like that. Process? Just record it in Audacity, edit it, export it as an MP3, and upload it to your to your hosting platform. Yep. And the same would be true for other record or editing tools. Uh, Adobe Audition or Hindenburg all have the ability to record, and then you can edit right there too. No, I think that I think that a lot of things would work. I work on a Mac and it it works great. I know plenty of people that are on PCs. They're they're great too. A lot of the tools that that we talk about are either web-based or cross-platform. So like Audacity, you can use on Windows or Mac. Um, you know, web-based tools like Zencaster or Squadcast work on any browser. I would just say like that maybe the most important thing for a lot of remote interviews is a good internet connection. Um, so so things like being hardwired into your internet, closing all the other applications on your computer, um, being physically um, close to the router if you're able to control that, are, are things that are really important um, in terms of recording good audio. Um, but but no, Rod, I think that I think that any good computer would work and it doesn't have to be a great computer. It can be, you know, a handful of years old as long as it's kind of up to snuff, then then it should be fine. Yeah, for sure. So the the typical format that you see is is kind of one thing with maybe a variation thrown in there is there's you know, the podcast starts, there's music. Um, the music plays for five, ten seconds, something like that, and the music fades down um, underneath the the voiceover, so like the intro. Uh, the intro runs for a while and then the music fades out completely. 
Um, and so that's, and then the same thing happens at the end is you get done talking, the, the, the music comes back in a little bit underneath your voice. As you're done talking, it goes up a little bit more. The outro segment goes and then, uh, and then fades back out. So typically you see music in and around the intro and the outro segments, which are typically at, at the ends, the beginning, the very beginning and the very end of the podcast. The one kind of variation to that, that that I've seen and I like um, in podcasts that I listen to are what we call a cold open. Um, and that's where you would pick a, a really funny or a really poignant or impactful, really short segment from somewhere within the episode and put that at the very beginning before the music. So when the podcast starts, it's nice something really cool or intriguing or impactful so that people hear as the very first thing when they click play. Well. That's um, a couple of seconds long, maybe. So, uh, I and then the music one, starts, and then the intro, editing, and then as we, the main episode. Uh, kind of wait for a few more goes. questions. Um, so, I'm curious so as that you're recording in, your episode, start, Craig, cold how intro many notes do you take really on the side uh, and remind yourself not, of where you know, to go back? You just kind of grab and copy that from the middle of the episode. What's your process as you're recording to help you then go back and edit in a more efficient manner? Yeah. So I. I take a couple of notes before I get started. I typically have like a really rough outline if I'm interviewing somebody uh, of kind of what I want to talk about. And I just use like a, tip, a simple note taking app on my computer. And if I have a part that I really want to make sure I go and check out later, um, I have this notes application open. And if there's a part that I really want to make sure I go and check out later, I'll just enter the timestamp of the recording. Um, in that, you know, next to the entry of the, of the agenda to say, you know, okay, at 32 minutes, um, nice. so you know, we tips. had really rough internet connection. Um, we need to go back and clean that up. There was a part that I, I misspoke and need to go kind of clean done. that up and take that out. Or the guest said something and then wanted to correct themselves. We definitely need to go take that out. So I just, I just leave little general little markers in there to, to make sure I go back and pay attention to that. But generally I listen to the whole podcast um, so in an editing tool, you can just hit play and it plays it in your earbuds or on your computer speakers. And I just listen to the whole thing and and go and um, as I need to kind of jump in and clean things up. How do you know when you're done? Yeah, I mean, this this goes a little bit to like my, you know, start as as kind of quickly and as simply as you can in podcasting, um, because like for a lot of us, it's tough to to just get over that hump to get started. Um yeah, I think that as long as you're able to take out the really obvious errors and misspeakings um, and the big chunks of problems in in the sound, and then do things like the leveling and normalizing, that you're I hate to say good enough because it make that's like a negative connotation, but I think that you're good enough. So like you listen to it, if it doesn't sound bad, then you're done. Nice. Um, and you can always um, kind of go up scale from today, there and do I things wanted, that are more uh, complex and fancy. Kind of but I don't think it's necessary in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, I think the more important thing when you're talking about like, the success of your podcast is creating better content, more engaging content like what Bob was talking about. I think I would spend a lot more time on that than you know worrying how how good things sound. They take out every um and every weird transition and stuff like that. I would focus much more on the the content creation side than the audio editing side yeah i think i think one of the biggest ones is is kind of figuring how all this stuff works together because a blog is pretty simple right you you get a wordpress site and you go and you type and you click publish and that's it uh with a podcast it's you know recording and editing and what's an rss feed and what's a media hosting platform and all this kind of stuff um so i think understanding all of that on a conceptual level and and, and understanding it pretty well is important so that you know the importance of each of those steps um 
and I hate to, to reference, you know, our how to start a podcast blog post, but, but it really is really comprehensive to, to give each step along the way and why it's important and what you need to consider there. So I think reading that and really kind of grokking uh, kind of the essence of, of each of those things is important needs to dig into um, a little bit, because that will that will let you kind of make your own decisions uh, about kind of comfortable what, what to invest uh, mentally you know, really and, to and time and money wise into in each of those those um, places. But um, yeah, Chris is asking you know, for a little bit the, more a little bit more the color path on that the you're most getting started is something that everybody has to define for themselves, and it's going to be different for everybody. But I think kind of figuring that out. Is, quickly is walk pretty through that difficult, like for but, just but really out. important. Yeah, for sure, Chris. It's a really good question because uh, you know if you're coming from any kind of world other than podcasting, you hear the term RSS feed and think like, "Oh my God!" You know, Google shut down their RSS feed reader for blog posts five years ago, and nobody knows or uses RSS feeds anymore. And that's absolutely true outside of the podcasting world. Podcasting really exists only because of RSS feeds. So, Chris. Um, your RSS feed is really the thing that places like iTunes, now called Apple Podcast, or Spotify all read to display information about your show and each episode. So without an RSS feed, you wouldn't have a podcast. Um, and so you, you're, there's really kind of those two buckets with, a, with an RSS feed. There's the meta information. That's things like the title of your podcast, the description, the cover image, the categories that it's going to live in, uh, in the, the podcasting directories, um, the host name. And then there's episode level information. So every time you publish a new episode, the, the title of the episode and the description and the media file that it's associated with all get inserted into your RSS feed automatically. And then places like Apple Podcasts, or if you're subscribed to a podcast in the Apple Podcast app or an app like Overcast, then you see that new episode automatically as soon as it's published. So um, yeah, RSS feeds are absolutely essential to to podcasting working um even though we think of them as like arcane technology they really are are pretty handy and a really good use case specifically to podcasting yeah chris i hope that answers your question okay uh, but if not you know hop in another question or in chat and we can we can clarify or expound on that cool well i don't see any other questions and this has been a lot of fun i think we've covered a lot of really good stuff with uh editing audio generally kind of how podcasting works i hope everyone has found it helpful and instructive and fun. Uh, apologize for the technical difficulties. I'll be uh, yelling at my computer later <laughs> to see what went wrong, but thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, we'll have a recap of this in a blog post on castos.com in another day or so. And Craig, um, before you and go, we're doing Chris these every week. We uh, and every podcast. week we have wonderful questions and folks you? coming in, folks that are already podcasting that are really veterans uh, contributing uh, in the chats. And so if you uh, stay on the lookout, we'll shoot an email out to you tomorrow with the sign up link for next week's webinar. Um, they're every Wednesday at noon Eastern. Um, so feel free to, to subscribe or register for next week's webinar. It'll be the same format, present a little 10 or 15 minute bit at the beginning and then have Q&A afterwards. So yeah, I hope to see everyone in next week's webinar. And thanks so much for, for coming to office hours. If you have any other questions or follow-ups with us after this, just shoot us an email, hello at castos.com. My podcast, uh, yeah. So my podcast, uh, I talk about I, I talk about business. Uh, I talk about Denise and what we're doing at Castos a lot. Um, so it's kind of a, a founder journey podcast. It's called Rogue Startups, uh, and you can find it here. And yeah, I'd love to check it out. And if you have any feedback, we'd love to hear it uh, there as well. This recording is actually syndicated in Castos podcast as well, which we call Podcast Hackers. So um, if you go into iTunes and search for Podcast Hackers. 
you should see uh, we have about 35 episodes there, plus all of our office hours webinars are getting transformed into podcasts, and those are getting released about a week after we do the, the webinars. Awesome. Well, thank uh, thanks to everybody for, for coming out today. Please uh, keep an eye out for your email for a registration link for next week's webinar, and uh, it'll be at noon Eastern on Wednesday. So thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.